Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and this is a beauty special all about rosacea. And why are we doing a deep dive into rosacea? Well, it's not something I know a hu- or knew a huge amount about, and I was doing some research recently, and I read that in terms of issues that people seek expert advice on, rosacea is the number one thing that people will go to a dermatologist or skincare expert about so so many people are affected by it and each case is completely different so if you're listening to this podcast and you have rosacea your rosacea is completely unique and entirely entirely yours no one else probably has um, rosacea exactly like you which means the likelihood of finding one cream or one type of solution that'll fix it fix in inverted commas is really, really quite low. Add to this the fact that rosacea is something that can be made worse by stress, diet and lifestyle can be triggered by other factors, means that tackling it requires a pretty robust and careful approach. Clearly, this is something we needed to talk about at length on a special episode. So I asked Debbie Thomas, who's been on the show before and has over 20 years working with patients to manage their skin concerns, including rosacea, in her role as an advanced skincare and laser specialist. And I said, would you mind coming on and explaining what rosacea is, what it isn't, because it can get confused with acne, how to manage it and what to try if nothing else has been working There are a few pillars to managing rosacea and one of them is the makeup step. So in this episode we talk about the lifestyle changes and also the topical treatments that you can use and try to help manage yours. But obviously the next step is covering it with makeup but that really felt something that would be better suited to Instagram so I'm going to be doing an IGTV coming soon or depending on when you're listening to this it might already be on there but it'll be over on Instagram and there'll be some products some product suggestions for makeup that'll cover rosacea without aggravating skin further or making the condition worse I'm so glad to have done this deep dive into this and it's definitely something I think that perhaps we need to have further conversations about whether that's on here or in the Facebook group So if you want to join the Facebook group and maybe ask a question about rosacea following this episode, please do go. The link to join is in the show notes. And if you have any specific questions you would like me to pose to an expert about rosacea on your behalf, please do email me at thebeautypodcast.gmail.com or DM me on social media where I'm at Emma Guns. That's on Twitter and Instagram. It's always such a delight to hear from you. So please do not hesitate to get in touch. But here we go. A lovely and very interesting and informative beauty special all about 
understanding rosacea. Debbie Thomas, welcome back to the Emma Gunn Show. How it lovely is, to um, see It's you. wonderful to be back and it's been such a long time. So it's it's great to be here again. I know. It, it really is nice to see you. And it's so good to be able to tap into your expertise about a subject that I think affects so many people. I didn't realize until I started really doing research into this, that, and, and you can tell me if I'm right here, it's one of the most common conditions, rosacea is one of the most common conditions that people seek professional advice for. So we'll go to someone like you, who's um, an advanced skin specialist and or a dermatologist. It's just the thing that really makes people take that next step. To yeah, go to and a I think as well, you know, you'll, it's one of the most Googled skin conditions. Um, perhaps on par with acne or even maybe a little bit more than acne. And sometimes acne rosacea is Googled because you might have um, symptoms. But yeah, in um, in the lighter skin tones, it's it can affect a lot of people. Um, and generally it affects people between the ages of 30 to 60 is the most common age group. But it, it can start it really young and it, it can go on longer as well. So it's a really... It, can affect everyone male female well let's go back to the beginning then because what I really want to try and achieve with this episode is really help anyone who's listening understand what rosacea is what it isn't how to treat it how to manage it and how to cover it all of those things and so I guess um the best starting point really is what is rosacea? rosacea is a chronic inflammatory skin condition which is a really vague term that people are going well what does that even mean um chronic means it's incurable so you can learn how to manage it and you can try and keep it under control by understanding your triggers and using the right products but there's no way to to do something or take something that will get rid of it permanently it's something that's always going to be underlying um and and just, just to say at this point, somebody might be listening to that and suddenly feel mm. the, the wind has been taken out of their sails. But that's not to say it can't no, be managed. No, I mean, absolutely. It can right? be managed really well. You just have to pay attention and, and, and take some control over your skin, over your lifestyle, mm. perhaps. Um, there are things that you can definitely do that will improve it. But there will always be the odd occasion where it might flare up because things are always out of our control. There are always occasions when things are out of control. Mm. Um, I can talk from my own personal experience having adult acne. I'm fortunate it hasn't, you know, I, I don't have the rosacea type things. But, you know, at the age of 40, nearly 41, I've, I've suffered from it for 20 years. And I know myself, you know, when I'm doing what I should be doing, my skin can almost be clear for, for weeks and months at a time. And then there'll be the odd occasion where, where I step off my normal routine and my skin will flare up. So it is, is manageable. Okay. So it's a, a inflammatory condition, mm -hmm. skin condition. And I think let's talk about how it, how it looks, how it presents, because there are four main ways, I believe, in which it really presents and you're like yeah okay my skin yeah rosacea. I mean one of the problems is actually diagnosing rosacea because it can be super mild where you just get a tiny little bit of redness but redness and flushing is one of the one of the symptoms um you can get some spots coming up which look similar to acne spots but they tend not to be you tend not to have the blackheads and the oily skin as much but you just get the 
the red bumps, so the sort of the harder red bumps, um, and um, veins coming up, so little broken veins. Um, and you can also get almost a slight texture change in the skin. So the forehead and around the nose, you can get a slight thickening of the skin. And in, in very, very extreme cases of rosacea, nearly always seen in men, women do get it, but it's very, very rare, um, where the nose actually becomes really bulbous and, and goes completely out of shape because the rosacea actually thickens the skin so much, it, it, it gets really big um, and like, lumpy and weird shape um, and it can also present itself um, as ocular rosacea which is rosacea which is in the eyes and a lot of people don't realize they have that and it gets misdiagnosed so often um, but that can cause a lot of irritation and dryness in the eyes so if you've got normal rosacea and you've also got this this eye irritation and dryness it's potentially that you could have rosacea there as well. Interesting. And you mentioned there about um, spots and it does get confused a lot. Yes, with acne, it does. It? Um, I think it's just because everyone just assumes that if you've got a spot, you've got acne. Um, and sometimes you've got spots because you've got rash. Sometimes it's because of acne and sometimes it's because of um, because of rosacea. But um, they, they are different. But like I say, there are definitely some similarities between it. But if you have got acne rosacea, you will be treating the rosacea you won't be treating the acne because the acne products and ingredients will probably be too strong for your skin oh so, so it, can you have both can it's you have the acne symptoms uh, a lot of people that have acne rosacea will try and use acne products but actually if you can calm down the rosacea the what you perceive as acne spots tend to calm down as well so Oh, interesting. So it's not so much of a pincer movement of like, right, let's tackle both. It's actually, if you're going to treat one, treat the rosacea because you're more likely to have an yeah, overall Yeah, and if you, result. like I say, a lot of the, what we would call the typical acne ingredients would be just too aggravating for for rosacea or certainly in the strengths that you would normally use them in. Some of the ingredients can be beneficial for rosacea, but in much more gentle formulations. So. And you mentioned as well, um, mild to, I guess, severe. So loads of people suffer with rosacea, but you, there is a massively broad scale of how it might present in you. And every single case is oh, unique. Oh, 100%. Is every single person I see is so different. I mean, I guess when, when we talk about mild rosacea, it tends to be when it first presents itself, which is very mild flushing, where you'll flush for a short period, then the flushing disappears. Um over time, though, you find that the flushing stays for longer and longer and you flush more easily. And then eventually it gets to the point where you've almost got permanent redness, where that, that redness doesn't drop back down. And basically what's happened is every time you flush, um, you, you're, you can potentially create more blood vessels and things. And as that blood vessel network builds up under the skin, um, that's the more of those you get, then the the more you get that redness. Um, so it's basically an overactive vascular system. Um, it can also be made worse by things like if your immunity isn't very strong. Um, free radical um, free radical damage as well, which is damage caused by things like. Um, pollution, sun damage, um, smoking, drinking, not sleeping, stress. So all of those things. 
um, will also create a, um, will make you more prone to getting rosacea because they weaken your skin. Um, and sometimes it can be triggered or made worse by in, um, sort of infections as well. So if you had a skin infection, um, that could cause your skin to get a lot of flushing, which then will, um, will yeah, um, potentially then allow the rosacea to flare up um, a little bit more. And I guess what a lot of people are going, well, why? Why do these things do that? Um, and the, the, the reason for it is, is when you get um, a lot of flushing in the skin or inflammation, which is basically what flushing is, um, mm. you get increased keranocytes in the skin. And they are the little messengers that kind of um, go between to tell your skin to do different things. But they like vascular activity they like lots of little veins because it means that they can work more effectively so when you get that damage you get more chronocytes and then the chronocytes basically um tell your skin to make more blood vessels so there's this whole little thing going on in the skin that you don't even think about and that's when the more of those you get the more um, rosacea you tend to get or the worse your rosacea gets and you get those by basically um flushing and getting hot getting irritated and all of those sort of things so i guess that's when you go back to well what causes you to go red to flush um, and and to um to get redness in the skin and um, most of you would have heard of a lot of these things and, and now hopefully it'll make sense why they do affect your skin because um things like spicy food some people just you know when they have a curry they go bright red and sweat you know that's flushing um Alcohol for a lot of people causes um, redness and flushing. Um, so can chocolate and dairy, unfortunately. Um, and um, hot caffeinated drinks. So if you've if you've got rosacea, you should really try and reduce your coffee intake. Um, illness, as I said, sometimes it's similar to you know if you've got a fever or, or something like that, and you're, you're quite hot and sweaty and things that causes you to go red. Um, and then there's the hormonal element, um, menopause being the big one. A lot of women who are obviously going through the menopause get that the night flushes or the heat hot flushes. Um, and redness so all of those things are all promoting inflammation within the skin which then triggers these this reaction within the kerasites and the and everything oh and we see it obviously because um the way that it manifests most commonly is in redness but uh when you're talking about the kerasites and you're talking about all this activity in the skin i'm thinking well that must feel like something yeah. does it feel like something does it feel like heat does it feel like itching does it feel like um, just a sense of, I don't know, just wanting to touch um, your face. Certainly, it will feel irritated, and that can be itching, burning, stinging. Um, the skin, after a while, will become very sensitive to things. So, even things that sometimes say they're for a sensitive skin, you put them on and you'll find that you're just super irritated by it. Um, and it, it's kind of like almost you have to go right back to the beginning and start to build up the health of your skin by using the simplest products. And then very slowly build up into bringing in some of these active ingredients that can help. But, yeah, I mean, for, for a lot of people, it's not just the look of the rosacea, which which can obviously mentally affects them. You know, they're looking at it and they can just see the redness, but mm -hmm. it actually does feel uncomfortable for a lot of people as well. So they're 
even if they're not looking at themselves, they can feel it. And then they know when they're flushing because they do get that really hot, itchy sensation. And then you feel embarrassed and the embarrassment can make it worse. And, you know, there's a whole, whole yeah. lot of things that go in there. What's the, I mean, I know that a lot of uh, conversations that I've had on this podcast with experts about various skin conditions, we talk about mm. the barrier a lot. What's and how a barrier function being compromised um, leads to a lot of sensitivity. Is it the same with flushing or is it actually happening the, on a the deeper level? The flushing and the rosacea. Yeah, the, Sorry, the, rosacea. Yeah. I, I no, the rosacea the <laughs> is definitely happening on a deeper level, but a compromised barrier function will probably make it worse. So by having the, the right. barrier function working properly, because what the barrier function does is just it keeps out the bad stuff and keeps in the good stuff if it's working properly. So if that's broken then it means those irritants that we were talking about earlier could more likely to get in and cause the inflammation, which then triggers the whole rosacea cycle. Um, but also if you're, I don't know, let's say you're drinking enough water every day and, and things like that, you would, um, you know, that will evaporate out of the skin quite quickly. And then that can leave the skin again, feeling a bit tight and uncomfortable. So barrier function is, is essential for, I think, anything to do with the skin. If you've got a good barrier function, you tend to respond better to everything. And it sounds like it's one of these things that actually in order to um, get control of it and, and to understand it and to manage one's own individual rosacea however it might present it's about actually taking quite a long run-up and if you were seeing someone in clinic would you say to them right okay yes I can see from your skin that you are presenting with um, symptoms of rosacea um, and I would suggest a diary or it's is it a case of right I can just put this on your skin or is it a case of right let's take a step back let's look at your lifestyle and then we can begin to piece together a topical or a practical Yeah, approach. so the first thing is, because I'm not a doctor, I cannot diagnose rosacea. When people come to me, most of the time they know they have it. Um, I can obviously visibly see, and when I talk through them and when they talk to me about how their skin has been reacting, I can say there is a good chance you may have rosacea. Um, what right. I do is I treat the symptoms. So I can treat the redness. I can treat broken veins very effectively um, and things like that. But if any skin condition which presents lots of inflammation and redness, I'm automatically thinking, how do I reduce inflammation? And by reducing inflammation as a whole, um, conditions like rosacea will benefit from that quite a lot. Um, from my own experience, mm. um, gosh, I've been dealing with skin now for, I think, 22 years, been in the industry, um, and then working in the aesthetic industry, which is more advanced skincare for the last 16 years. Um, so I see so much rosacea and acne, um, but also things like um, psoriasis and eczema, and they're all inflammatory skin conditions. So you kind of learn how to um, treat these people in a way that doesn't aggravate their skin, but slowly builds up the strength to then allow their mm -hmm. skin to deal with the condition better. And, uh, you know, it, they're, they're, you come at it from lots of different angles. But the main thing I, I want my clients to know is how to understand their own triggers so sometimes people come to me and they won't even realize that certain foods or alcohol or whatever it is, is actually triggering their rosacea. So absolutely, if they, if they could keep a diary of when they feel like their rosacea gets worse, they might find it's every 
Saturday and Sunday after they've been out on their works night out on Friday, you know, where perhaps they have drunk more than mm. normal. And it might be certain alcohols, not all alcohol, you know, so it might be certain wines or it might be beer or whatever it is. Um, so definitely understanding what it is that might be triggering your, your rosacea is key. Um, Oh, so there's the, the lifestyle stuff. I mean, hormonal stuff. There are a lot of things that can affect your hormones. Um, stress is a huge one. And quite. Well, I was going to say, because a lot of people I've noticed in my Facebook group and I've noticed in other Facebook groups for people like Caroline and Nadine, people are talking about the stress of lockdown has yeah. made their skin flare up. And flare up is such a big term, but I'm guessing it's referring to breakouts and irritation sensitivity. And yeah, because so when, like, so when we're talking about these kind of conditions, which are sort of, you you have the condition and it's underlined, so it's there all the time. But every now and then mm. it will come to the surface. And that's what a lot of people term as a flare up is when it's sort of, it's been calm, your skin's mm. been behaving, and then suddenly everything just comes out and you feel like your skin's flared up. Um, so you can definitely, you do definitely get flare ups with rosacea. Um, so yeah, understanding why it is and, and stress has a massive effect on your um, adrenals and your, uh, you produce more adrenaline when you're stressed and you can get adrenal fatigue and um, all of these things definitely um, definitely have an impact on, on how your skin behaves. And I think a lot of people don't still don't realize that kind of what's going on on the inside really does show on the outside. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that. But then uh, a lot of my clients that have rosacea um, are sort of menopausal. So either, um, you know, going into the menopause or, or fully in it. And their skin mm. changes so much during that time. And it's a really, it's really tough for them because not only are they dealing with um, a lot of other issues um, from how they feel emotionally and, and everything else, but then suddenly their skin is bright red or irritated and they've got all these new broken veins and it can be very very frustrating um and definitely for people like that I mean there are so many of my clients that I see I mean who do get rosacea when they go into the menopause but they get so many other symptoms that I just you know if you are able to go and speak to someone who specializes in hormonal, you know, mm. dealing with hormones mm. and, and balancing and stuff, because it, it's life changing. Well, the other thing as well, as I'm guessing what I'm really hearing is we're so used to, particularly on this podcast and in, in the group uh, for the show, if you have an issue with your skin, the first port of call is topical. But what I'm really understanding here is actually with rosacea, a massive part of the puzzle is looking at the lifestyle. And like you said about your acne, you can have it under control, but if you eat the wrong thing or maybe get a bit too tired, you know that it's going to show in a flare-up potentially so actually as much as it pays to and we will get onto the topicals as much as it pays to understand what we'll treat um, and also obviously there's great makeup that will cover it there are three massive pillars to managing this right and one of them is actually the sort of the choices you make in your diet and the level of stress that you yeah a hundred percent diet and lifestyle affects everything to do with the skin you know I so many people will will know of someone or perhaps even themselves have gone through, um, I don't know, like a bereavement. And you almost feel like you look in the mirror, you know, 
when it's been going on for a few days or you know a week not even a very long time and you suddenly feel like you've aged overnight because the stress and the that just feeling so devastated has such a huge impact on your body and has a huge impact on your skin and it can take quite a while for that to sort of come back you know you have to work quite hard at it but for me a hundred percent you know what you eat you are what you eat you know, on the inside and on the outside. And this is something that I really try and hammer home to a lot of my clients is that if your lifestyle is presenting itself as rosacea on the very surface, imagine what's happening inside your body. Because your your skin is the last organ really Mm. to react to things. You know, it's the last one to get nutrients. It's the, even though it's the biggest organ, you know, everything else tends to react before the skin does. Um, So I think from a health and wellness perspective, it's quite interesting to to consider that if your skin is playing up, you know, the other health things that could be could be um, an issue in the long term if you don't maybe listen to what your skin's telling you. I'm about to ask a question and I'm already I'm already second guessing the listener who's like, oh, for goodness sake, Emma, I don't want to eat kale, but I'm sorry. Are there any really good foods? And I'm thinking if if it is inflammation, we know that things like leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables are really excellent. Is that something you should be trying 100%, to hundred percent. The more fresh fruit and vegetables you eat, the the better in general for everything. Um, Reducing anything that causes mucus in the body, anything that causes inflammation in the body. Um, And unfortunately, that does tend to be things like the sugar, but also um, animal produce. Um, um, And for some people, if you have a sensitivity to something like gluten, that would obviously be an aggravator. I know we're not all sensitive to Mm. these things. Um, Yeah, anything that causes inflammation and that we know is a inflammatory thing and anything that causes inflammation in the body and causes inflammation in the skin it's also not only is it presenting itself with things like redness this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com and potentially acne or rosacea but it is going to be breaking down your collagen much more quickly so the actual visible signs of aging are going to come quicker if you're putting a lot of um yeah if there's a lot of inflammation going on so what doesn't cause inflammation or what does cause inflammation that should be avoided and what doesn't what actually reduces it 
Is there like a list of like three um, or five things? The, the stuff that I think causes it are the things we we have already spoken about a little bit. So the the alcohol, um, caffeinated, hot, hot caffeinated drinks, um, the hormonal issue a little bit because you get the flushing. Um, the immunity, if the immunity of your skin is quite low, so if you don't have enough vitamin D, perhaps enough vitamin C, um, they can definitely mean that your your immunity is much lower and you're more likely to get that inflammation, spicy food for some people. Um, but for, for me personally, sugar and dairy have, have been are always my triggers. So again, it's a very individual thing. You can have an allergy to anything. And if you've got an allergy or a or a high sensitivity to a particular food, that could be your aggravator and your could be causing inflammation for you. Um, I can go back to a client that I had that came into me who was um, suffering from a really bad acne breakout. So we went through all of the normal um, sort of routes. I went through the foods. We went through her lifestyle. She was a vegan um, yoga instructor. And she literally walked in on a cloud of air and was just like completely zen and lovely. And I was just like, oh, but she had really bad acne and the treatments I was doing definitely helped but I felt that there was something more going on so eventually she went and had an allergy test and it actually turned out that it was um almonds that were causing that were causing her her acne because she had a sensitivity to almonds and she was having almond milk almond butter almond as snacks as she was sort of going in between her yoga sessions so you could try having a um an allergy test done if if you found that you were right. trying to keep your diary and nothing was really standing out for you, maybe an allergy test would be would be a good thing to do. But rosacea and an allergy are two different but when, things. No? When your body reacts to an allergy, you tend to get more inflammation and then the inflammation could be aggravating right. your rosacea. Oh, so if you already have, because it's chronic, yeah. it's already underlying, and a, an allergy could cause a reaction just in the same way as using a topical exactly. ingredient that's too hard yeah. to cause it. Okay, got you. Um, did we cover the uh, foods to run towards? I know you're going to say cruciferous vegetables. And yeah, and absolutely. Hair. It's just anything that's, I mean, I, I always say to everyone, eat a rainbow, you know. So you definitely want your your leafy greens are are super important. But, you know, I think a broad spectrum of good fresh fruit and vegetables is beneficial to everyone drinking mm. water boring we've heard it a million times before and we'll hear it a million times again you know if you're hydrated it definitely helps it helps you flush out toxins and helps everything to work better um one of the things that i've been doing um particularly um during lockdown because obviously but I always take some anyway as a few supplements that I've been taking which are really good at improving overall immunity and there's a couple so while I've been researching what to take for immunity that I've actually sort of discovered are particularly good for actually for skin and vitamin b3 and zinc um and it's uh, yeah so vitamin b3 is actually niacinamide but oral version rather mm. than a topical version and actually a topical version is also um, good for rosacea so yeah zinc and b3 because they both have anti-inflammatory um, properties they both increase your immune system d3 is really really important for skin immunity as well as the body's immunity mm -hmm. and a lot of people that are very low in d3 they tend to find their skin flares up with both um 
rosacea, acne, psoriasis, eczema. And a lot of people find their rosacea can get worse in the winter. And there, there might be there might be oh, a little yeah, bit of the vitamin D, D deficient. Um, I will say at this point about supplements, though, it could be very tempting. Somebody could be listening to this and they have already mm-hmm. opened their Amazon app or other shopping device. And they're like, oh, uh, what did you say? B3, D3, B. Yeah, B. yeah B3, B3, and D3? vitamin D and zinc are the ones that... that and they, could, they could already have those in their basket. But should should you just blindly think, oh, well, maybe I need more of them? Or should you actually get a blood test and check those? These are, these are all um, supplements which are generally water-soluble. So you're not going to build up too much of them in the body um i certainly wouldn't go above the recommended dosage of any of them um if you are able to have a blood test i think that is obviously the most sure way of making sure you're getting exactly what you need um but i i i tend to base a lot of the stuff that i do on reading lots of clinical studies and it's quite interesting actually with vitamin b3 that it's been shown to be um, potentially a really good ally in the fight against skin cancer as well. So we know it has that really strong reduction of inflammatory response within the skin. And with rosacea, we're always trying to reduce inflammation, reduce inflammation. So it's just looking. Mm -hmm. But there are so many options out there. Um, It's just, yeah, like I say, increasing immunity and decreasing inflammation. And there are lots of ways of doing it. If you can do it with diet, that's amazing but I think some people do need a little bit of help well let's talk about the topical things let's finish off on uh what is obviously the third prong in the attack so you've got your lifestyle um what are the other things yeah and then you've got your your topical as well as then we've got like the things you can actually use to cover it so in terms of topical ingredients are there is there anything i know you've already mentioned acne treatments but is there any ingredient that if somebody said i think i have rosacea and i use this that you would say destroy it the second you get home preferably in an incinerator not necessarily completely destroy it but there are things that we know are more aggravating anything with perfumes in um absolutely get rid of Generally, chemical SPFs are not good because part of a chemical SPF is that it does actually cause a slight thermal reaction within the skin when it activates, and that can increase inflammation. Um, So if you're prone to um, rosacea, I would avoid that. It's more about stripping everything back and then very carefully and slowly introducing actives. A lot of people with rosacea um, find it hard to tolerate vitamin C, but an antioxidant is really um, a really good thing to use. So trying to find a formulation that works for your skin, and if you can't use vitamin C, finding an alternative, um, I think because vitamin C is quite acidic, um, so it it can Mm. um, be irritating, especially when you first put it on if your skin's quite um, sensitive. Um, Anything that's too stripping, so I think a lot of the AHA products are probably too much. So the glycolics and um, citric acids and things like that, they would probably be not be right for a rosacea skin. But you could use a very mild salicylic acid, which is your BHA, because that has anti-inflammatory and antibacterial benefits. And it does give you a little bit of exfoliation. Mm. And a lot of my rosacea clients have responded well to a very mild version of that. 
And when you say mild, because I know 2% is what you can get uh, without a prescription is the highest percentage you can get without a prescription. So what should you be looking at percentage-wise? If you had a 2% product, I would just maybe mix it with something else to start with. So maybe if it was a a topical gel or something, I would be using, mixing it with a a, a more simple product just to water it down slightly. Yeah, a hyaluronic acid acid. or a very simple moisturizer that's sort of completely plain, doesn't have anything added to it. And then if your skin is okay with that, then you could potentially get to the point where you use it on its own. The one of the issues with the salicylic acid is it is more drying than some of the other um some of the other acids mm. so you just want to make sure you are um you're not pushing your skin too far into that dry area which then means it'll get irritated in a different way which is that because it's oil soluble so it does tend to take yeah oil it just it, it does have an impact on your actual oil secretions and things like that so so it can dry right. the skin out a little bit which when you have acne is quite a nice thing at the beginning but then some people overdo it and actually dry their skin out too much and then it becomes very irritated so it's always about finding a fine balance um so the the, mm. the things that i I guess when someone first comes to me, I strip everything right back. And if they're with me in the clinic, I've got some products which are very, very simple, very basic, very calming um, for them to start using. And then once I've seen them one or two times, I would then say, right, okay, now let's start introducing things like um, niacinamide. Massive benefit for, um, for rosacea topically. And I would probably say if you can get sort of maybe a a 10% type niacinamide, but anything with a a decent amount of niacinamide in. Um, An antioxidant, if you can tolerate vitamin C, use vitamin C. If you can't find an alternative um, antioxidant. What's a good alternative Um, antioxidant? There's things like reversitol, which comes from um, grapes, from red Mm -hmm. grapeseed. Um, extract and I mean there's you know you've got vitamin E there are lots of them out there and some brands that don't use vitamin C will use a combination of things like the frulic acid and the um, floritin and Mm -hmm. things like that they are all antioxidants and sometimes they're combined with vitamin C but you can get formulations where they they are combined with each other Mm -hmm. and then combined in different ways Um, azalic acid is is an interesting one because it it wasn't really heard of. No one really spoke about azelic acid until about two years ago. And then suddenly it started popping up in a few products that you can actually buy sort of over the counter. And when I started researching into it, azelic acid has been around for a very long time, but it was always in a prescription-only formulation. So you had to go to a dermatologist or a doctor to get it. Now you can buy it in lots of um, either serum forms or in some of the tonics that are sort of acid-based tonics. And um, there are creams that contain it now. Um, And azelic acid, again, it's an anti-inflammatory. So is niacinamide. Um, So all of these things are really focusing on the reduction of the inflammation within the skin. Um, The final one, which I think a lot of people probably would go, oh, could I do that, is um, retinol. And retinol over the long term can be beneficial for rosacea because it actually strengthens your skin. It um, it repairs DNA damage within the cells. It It will help. But in a typical retinol formulation, when you first start using it, it can actually be quite stimulating. 
And it's that stimulation that can make rosacea flare up when you use it. So you do need to go for very gentle formulations. Most of the ones you buy um, from brands, like the brands that I sell in my clinic, for instance, are a 0.5% retinol. If you've got a 0.5% retinol, I would say mix it 50-50 with a very plain moisturizer or I would put a layer of um, hyaluronic acid on my skin first before I would apply the retinol to take it down to, a, you know, sort of more like a 0.2%. Mm -hmm. um, start with it very, very gentle and then gradually build it up because over time, retinol will actually make your skin more tolerant against rosacea. But when you first start using it, if you go in too hard, too quickly or with too strong a formulation, you will end up making your rosacea worse. This might be too complicated, a, a retinol issue, but obviously when you're talking about a 0.5% retinol, you're yeah. talking about retinol, but there are different types of retinol and some are not as strong as that. So you've got your esters and your palmitates and there's a whole metabolic pathway, isn't there? Now, if you were to go to a high street retailer and use their version of a retinol, Yes, it's going to be in a, a formulation including lots of things, but it's not it's not likely going to contain 0.5% retinol, is it? So actually, could you introduce, particularly if cost is an issue, could you go for maybe an inexpensive high street brand knowing that actually you're getting a very yeah. mild version? Or is that a um, wrong way no, to No, I think you it? can as long as the formulation doesn't have any other irritants in it. So things like perfumes and things like that, because some of them do contain those for some reason still, even though we know they're not good for our skin. Um, so, I mean, like if you if you think about high street brands, there are quite a few of the chemist type pharmacy brands that are really easy to pick up. Most pharmacies will have them. Um, they're really reasonably priced and, and they tend to have a rosacea range. And they will also tend to have mm. um, a retinol product, which will be quite a mild retinol product. So that could be a really good place to start with your thing. And we've got some of these one ingredient brands now as well that just sort of tend to use one ingredient. And, um, you know, they they do what they say. You know, when you if you're looking just for niacinamide mm. or you're looking just for um, azelic acid or something, you could probably find them at, at quite cost-effective mm -hmm. um, things. When I recommend things to my clients, if I know what they can tolerate and things, I tend to go for products which are more, what I call more complete. So there might be more than just the azelic acid in there, but I know they're complementary right. and they, they will work better. But the more complete brands um, or products tend to be cost more because they have more than one ingredient in there and in and higher formulations. So um, there are definitely all of the ingredients I've talked about, they should be super easy for people to get. Um, the way that you would use them mm -hmm. is in the morning after you've cleansed with a very gentle cleanser, um, you would apply your niacinamide product first. You would then apply your um, ideally vitamin C, but if not, your alternative antioxidant second. And then you would apply your azelic acid product third and you can get azelic acid in a cream form which is like a moisturizer so that could be your one two three you would then finish with a physical spf and um as i said physical because if you use chemical chemical can actually react with the skin and cause how can someone know the difference if they're going to buy an spf how do you know the difference the physical, physical ones nearly always say physical on them 
they they tend to say this is a physical or a mineral SPF. Um, they, in the past, very much so. Now, not as much, but still a little bit, tend to be the ones that have a slightly chalky look to them um, because it's actually physical, a physical barrier. It's a zinc oxide. Yeah, it's, it's a, a shield. shield that sits on the skin and it doesn't yeah. penetrate in, whereas your chemical SPFs do penetrate in and it's that chemical reaction within the skin that can sometimes be aggravating for rosacea sufferers. Um, right. And then at night time, I would probably um, do the retinol maybe every second or third night with mixed with the moisturiser if it is one of the slightly stronger ones. Mm -hmm. And on the nights you're not using the retinol, um, potentially just the niacinamide and the azelaic acid. Um, cream so keep it quite simple try not to get too complicated with it um, and these, these are pro proven you know we have seen really good results from these but it's not the same for every single person so you might need to play around with it a little bit yeah. you know different types of niacinamide products some are slightly more creamier some are lighter some have got other ingredients in so if you don't get on with one or you're using one and you think it's a bit too much you could try and find a, a more gentle formulation or you can try and find mm -hmm. a stronger formulation um but yeah i think a lot of it's a case of trial and error yeah. because this is really talking because it's because it's chronic we are talking about managing a chronic condition therefore there is going to be some trial and error and i think you said right at the top of the show that it tends to present uh, predominantly in, in women between the ages of 30 and 60 which means that I mean you can go through mm. so many changes in the in that time that actually what works for you when you're in your early 30s might need a little bit of tweaking so it's it just sounds like it's something that you've just got to really keep your eye on and just I guess be really in tune yeah, with your definitely. skin yeah definitely in tune with your skin in tune with your your body you know and and just um I think the other thing though is is not to beat yourself up because I think a lot of people think that when their rosacea has flared up a little bit, it's like, have I done something wrong? What have I done wrong? And then you kind of get that blame thing, which then makes you feel more, um, feel more negative or, um, again, that, that sort of stress factor comes back into it and you're almost beating yourself up, which could in turn be making your rosacea worse. It's like sometimes your rosacea will flare up and sometimes you won't be able to control that. But for the most part, if you follow the things that we've said here, then you should be able to get on top of it to the point where it becomes more manageable and more bearable for the most part. Uh, but every now and then it, it may just flare up and you might not be able to put your finger on why. But don't get downheartened. All you need to do is take a deep breath and go, OK, for the next few days, I'm going to be extra vigilant with my skincare. I'm going to be extra vigilant with um, my diet. And, and hopefully that will help it to calm down quite quickly. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for your time. I feel, I really feel, we covered um, all bases. You're the expert. You see skin day in, day out. I just want to make sure that this is as valuable for anyone listening who's trying to manage their own rosacea. But I really do feel like we understand what it is, why it happens, the th how it presents, where, the, where there can be any confusion. So um, hopefully this has been a really useful resource for anyone listening yeah i mean this is definitely we've covered all the basics of it there, there is more you can go deeper and deeper into all of these conditions but it's like going down mm -hmm. a, a rabbit hole you know there's there's so much you can find out but i think mm -hmm. just understanding the basics helps you to take back control and by having a bit of control i think it does yeah. make you feel less anxious about about the condition 
Yeah. And if there are any questions, obviously listeners know they can DM me, they know they can email me and maybe we can get you back to answer some oh, absolutely. questions. Absolutely. Very, very happy to come back on. <laughs> I love, I love talking about skin. You can probably well, tell. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I know. I know you love it. It's your passion and you can really tell. Well, thank you so much. Obviously the links to you, the clinic, uh, your social media, because I know you're doing virtual consultations during the lockdown and um, all of those links will be in the show notes, but honestly, it's such a delight to have you back. And thank you so much for walking us through um, everything that we need to know about rosacea. No, my pleasure. And a very, very glad to be speaking to someone. <laughs> in lockdown it's so fun um no great really nice thank you emma i've really enjoyed doing doing today's talk and i would love to come back anytime you um you want to pick my brains thank you so much for listening i do hope you found that episode useful if it has thrown up any questions please don't be shy about getting in touch with me email me at thebeautypodcast.gmail.com or you can slide into my dms on instagram and twitter where i am at emma guns it's always a delight to hear from you and if there are any specific questions you would like me to pose to an expert about rosacea on your behalf please don't hesitate to get in touch thank you so much for spending your time with me i will see you on the next one Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.